You're listening to Creators in Saigon, a podcast based in the rapidly modernizing city of Saigon, Vietnam. I'm Dana, and together with my co-hosts, Tuesi and Nico, we interview the most inspiring creative entrepreneurs Saigon has to offer on topics about life, relationships, creativity, business, health, and more. We are all coaches specializing in different areas, but our common goal is to inspire you to reach your full potential in these areas and improve the quality of your life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Creators in Saigon. Today we're meeting the one and only Guillaume from France. Uh, Guillaume is a world traveler. He has lived and worked in five different countries now, and he's the tall and handsome owner of Lubar and Lou's Kitchen. Today we will explore his tribulation around the world, him following his dream of owning his own bar, and how he maintains our attempts to maintain a healthy habit and a decent work-life balance. Hi, Guillaume. Hey, guys. How are yes. you? Yes, very good. What's your full name, Guillaume? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Guillaume Thomas William is my full name, and yes. uh, but everyone knows me as Will. As Will? Okay. Will. So yeah, we're going to yeah. call you Will for this interview. Are you okay sure. with that? Okay, so welcome, Will. And then today, my co-host is going to be Nico. Hi, Nico. Hello, guys. Perfect. So did I forget anything in that introduction? No, we're good. Are, we're we, good, uh, we're good. are we good to say that you're the owner of Lubars and Lou's Kitchen? In That's Fugetian? right. Yes. Perfect. And you're a world traveler. So we're going to talk a little bit about this. So for now, just to, to start, we want to do a quick life timeline for you. So mm -hmm. where were you born? I've been born in Paris. In Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Center Paris. Yes. Then uh, where I grew up to, in Paris. Yeah. And did all my, my school time over there. Yeah. At uh, what age? Until around 20 years old. Yes. Then I start to move. Yes. Uh, over overseas. I went to London. Yeah. London for a year and a half. Worked for Alain Ducasse in hospitality. I see, yes. For Three Stars Michelin restaurant. Then I came back in Paris and worked as well in in the FNB for Alain Ducasse in the Three Stars Michelin uh, Hotel Plaza Athene in okay, Paris. Yes. Okay. Then I've been manager for a small restaurant. It's called Kigawa. Uh, a Japanese chef who's doing some French food in Paris. It was his dream to make a, a restaurant in Paris. Mm -hmm. So it was a good, good experience for me as a 21 years old guy, be a manager of a restaurant already. Then I stayed there for two years. And I decided to move again around 23, 24 years old. And I decided to move in New Zealand. New Zealand. Okay, New yes. Zealand in Auckland. So I moved for a year and a half, uh, working for a pretty fancy restaurant too, and travel a lot. The country, beautiful country, yes. New Zealand. Great people, by the way. And uh, moved straight away after to Australia, Bondi in Sydney. Okay, yes. Stay there for a year and move a bit as well in Australia. And then come back to France, but on my way back, I stopped by Asia, moved in Cambodia, Thailand, not Vietnam at okay. this time, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, close to, I stopped uh -huh. to Cambodia and uh, came back in Paris. And then I met uh, a new member in my family, it's called Min, and okay. they offered me to come to open a business together of Airbnb in Ho Chi Minh City. I see. Yes. So that's uh, my reason... Uh, Okay, yes, I see. Of my way to Things are connecting, yes. When, when was that? Like for the... There was three reason? years and a half ago. So he offered me to come, start a business of Airbnb. And uh, I told him, I got a few family business to finish first in Paris. 
So I told him, okay, I finished my business and I'm, I'm coming. I came 10 days uh, just to see how is it. After 10 minutes, I look at me and I say, man, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Which year was that? It was uh, 2017 or 18. I'm not sure. I think two, 2017, the end of 2017. 2017 yeah. Okay. Very good. And I came beginning of okay. 2018. So just let me summarize this timeline just so I can have it in my head and for the audience too. So you were born and raised in Paris. Right. Then you worked in a Michelin star restaurant and you went directly to New Zealand from Paris. Is that right? London first. Oh, London first. London yeah. So first. London was the Japanese restaurant or? No, no, no. It was uh, Alain Ducasse. Alain, Alain Ducasse restaurant. So I did my four years of uh, hospitality uh, school. Okay, yes. Then start working for Alain Ducasse and went to, went to London okay. for a year and a half. Then yeah. after Paris, uh, yeah. a few years. And then I was with the uh, manager good. for the Japanese restaurant I in see. Paris. In at Paris. This time. Yeah, after London. So it was London. like Paris, London, London, Paris, Paris, New Zealand. That's right. New Zealand, Asia. Australia. Australia, then, then Asia, Asia, then Paris, then you met Min. And exactly, and come okay, back yes. and say that you mean, yeah. Very good. That's where I stopped for now. Yeah. Wow. And every time you worked in hospitality and F&B. Yes. 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 That's the magic trick of this industry. Mm -hmm. F&B, you can work, especially when you're French, I guess it helps. Mm -hmm. uh, we have this reputation to be uh, good as hospitality guys, yeah. service or kitchen, and easy to find a job overseas for us. Very good. So we're going we're gonna to slow down now and we're going to talk more about your life here in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess you met Min, this friend of yours, in 2017 and he was the one introducing to you Vietnam? Exactly. So what were your expectations at that point before coming to Vietnam? To be honest, I never think about Vietnam before. It was really an opportunity that I jumped on. When I came back to, in France, so like I told you, I got a smaller family business uh, to finish. And my point was to go in, uh, to be honest with you, in South America. I got a lot of friends uh, live in Colombia, Medellin. Yes. And I was about to go there. And then I was in my backpacker mood at this time. I was traveling with my backpack, going around, uh -huh. uh, cheap traveling. And uh, I, I love, kind of love this way to travel. So I was about to keep going like this. But a part of me as well was saying, okay, now you're 26. 26 man it's time to do something as well uh, mm. a bit more serious in your life yeah. so i was about since i started hospitality i want to open all my bar or my restaurant or my hotel as well but uh, it's yeah. a lot of money but it was doing business was something i want to do for a long time okay then i got the opportunity then i say yes directly yeah. so oh, i say okay travel later <laughs> and uh, this this a kind of travel as well I still live overseas, but start to be focused on business, which okay, is something I want to do for a long time. So you've been in Vietnam for how long now? Four years? Three. Three years? Yeah. And how, years. how is Vietnam for you? Man, wonderful. I yeah. love it. That's why I'm still here <laughs> <laughs> after three years. Yeah. When I first come, it was great uh, in a way that you arrive in a new country. Uh -huh. I love Vietnam for three main reasons, to be honest. The first one, people. People are really nice, really welcoming. And something for foreigner, which is really good here, everyone speaks a little bit English. Yeah. Anyone in, in the streets, everyone uh -huh. knows a little bit of English. Yeah. 
not in other countries like even in France I think if you go in the countryside as well people don't don't, don't say it's true it's true, it's true yeah. here everyone knows a little bit of English yeah, you can yeah. communicate do you um, agree with that Nico? So yeah, yeah 100% I agree <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, it's great thanks for Vietnamese to, to do this uh, yeah. this effort for us and uh, second thing I love is the weather man being t-shirt all the year it's something <laughs> for Parisian and it's really cool yeah. Okay. so yeah the weather And the third time is a kind of, I don't like to say freedom because it's not exactly that, but the rules here. The rules here are different than Europe or yeah. Australia or New Zealand. The, the, the life's rule in general are, mm -hmm. are different and it's something I like here. They're more flexible. I, think, I, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> They're more bendable. I, I guess it's different. <laughs> yeah. It's just different and yeah. uh, it's something I prefer. And how did it compare with uh, the rest of Asia for you, Vietnam? Uh, so I went before in uh, Thailand and Cambodia. We told me before I come that Thailand is like maybe between the th three countries, if I, if mm -hmm. I need to compare. Thailand is the more developed, but yeah. I, I've been in some places in Thailand and I said, okay, well, it's not that developed as well sometimes. Yeah. Okay, Bangkok, yes, but some of the places really, really empty. And... Uh, And my vision, I, I, I've been shocked when I arrived in Ho Chi Minh. I said, yeah. wow, I didn't expect that. Mm -hmm. I was more maybe thinking about Cambodia, but like Phnom Penh or something, which mm -hmm. is a nice city as well, but really tiny and everything. But when I arrived in Ho Chi Minh, I said, wow, okay. Wow. <laughs> That's why I told you when I say, after 10 minutes riding the motorbike uh, behind, <laughs> behind me, <laughs> you and I said, I'm in. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, I, check yeah. it, uh, I check him and I say, okay, I'm in. I mean, yeah, you can okay. count on me. You felt alive. So, great surprise. And tell us more about like how you met Min and like why you decided to accept his offer somehow. So, such, such, such in a rush. Like it, it seems like a instantly a instant decision, right? No, no, really. So, like I told you, when I came back from Australia, some member of my family uh, got sick, and I have to stay in France with them. So I stay in France. Someone passed away in my family. So I, I, I stay there to support the rest of my family. And at this time, I met Min, who was dating my sister. Mm -hmm. So it was a kind of member of the family. And, and we've been really close, a good relationship together. We have like maybe five or six years difference. So it's like a big brother for me. And um, he told me a bit what he was doing in Paris. Then he was half. Australian, half Vietnamese, but living in France. And he showed me a bit his business in France and he wanted to do the same in Vietnam. And in my mind, it was, okay, I want to travel. I want to keep mm -hmm. going somewhere. I want to still discover new places. And I said, okay, it looks cool. It looks cool. I, check, I, I did my research. I checked a little bit. But when I go in a place, I don't like to watch pictures too much. I like to arrive and be shocked and discover the place. So I came, that's why I came 10 days before. So, but that took maybe between I came back to Australia and come the first time in Vietnam, maybe eight months, I see. eight months between these two. But oh, you had to prepare. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I had time to everything. talk with uh, me. Yeah. We met him, make sure I wanted to do business as well with him. Yeah. But you know, when, you, when you're young, you never did business before. You're only being employee and someone offer you to do business, just jump on the opportunity yeah. and boom do it Makes so sense. i didn't really think that much it looks great All this right. guy looks successful 
you have an opportunity to just jump on it. Yeah. You don't have that much opportunity in your in your life, so just jump on it. Yeah. And it was great. It was a really good thing. That's great. Let's talk about the businesses that you've opened here in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, I stole the bio from Lou's Kitchen that says that you open uh, three businesses. Mm-hmm. So what are those businesses? So when I arrived uh, with Min, yes. so we was located in Taudin, District 2 uh, of Ho Chi Minh. And we start this business of Airbnb. So we did contracts with the owners and uh, manage the places for them, which mm-hmm. is we had in total 37 or 39 apartments, especially mm-hmm. uh, in Taudin, in Mastery, but a few as well in some different places in D1, essentially. But around like, yeah, 34 apartments in Mastery. So we used to live there, really convenient for me was managing all the places with uh, one employee. We used to have one uh, driver as well to do the pickup and drop off to the airport. And uh, yeah, it was great to have someone who have a little bit money and is not scared to invest. Yes. Something I learned a lot for the business in in general. It's true that sometimes it's good to don't be scared to invest Mm -hmm. and lost to win after that. So it's something I learned a lot. Min is a really good businessman and he's like a mentor for me. He's like, Mm -hmm. I learned a lot from him. So for a year and a half, we did this business. Um, Of course, there was sometimes it was, we was not agree at all. (laughs) (laughs) And I cannot understand things he he was doing, but it was above me, technically. I was Mm -hmm. working for him and helping in this business. So I was following his ideas. Some was really good. Some was wrong. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I was right. But in a way, there is a hierarchy, so I was just following him. And uh, a good teacher, a really good teacher. Mm. It was really good for me to start on this business. And then after one year, we decided to... So for six months, it was really good. And after one year, we decided to stop. The raining season wasn't that a good business. Yeah. I think because of Taudin and in D1, less tourists at this time. Then I think a lot of people start to do the same business than us. And uh, the price never, never came up. So we decided to stop after yeah. one year. So we had some contracts of one year with the, the owners. So we had to finish them. So after one year and a half, we stopped this business. Yeah. And during these four, six months, I was thinking, what can I do? So I met a guy when I rent a motorbike for a friend. And I met this Vietnamese guy who told me, oh, uh, my boss uh, want to sell this business of motorbike renting. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, oh, it can be a good business. Why not? So I bought his business, 14 bikes at the beginning. We was at the end finishing the apartments and I started this business of motorbike. And on the same time, I met a French guy who used to have a website of uh, bar and uh, clubs booking in France, mm-hmm. in Europe in general. And I've been really good friend with him and I offer him to start the business here in Vietnam. What mm-hmm. you mean? So we, we, we start to work on that on the same time of the motorbike. So website uh, booking for clubs and bars and karaoke, that was my idea. And on the same time, the motorbike. So my guy who used to work on the motorbikes are totally different. <laughs> <laughs> but my idea was to use this guy from the motorbike, doing mm-hmm. the motorbike that can pay his salary. And it can work as well at the same time because my Vietnamese is not that good. So yes. I need someone who can all translate in Vietnamese for the website. So we start to do this business. The bikes did really good. 
So I started to buy and buy more motorbikes. Yeah. So after three months, from 15 bikes, we was on 45 bikes. I was one of the customer once. True. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. When exactly. Came, yeah. And uh, it was really good. I was really happy for, with this business. And uh, the websites, I had a problem with uh, investing. For the marketing, we need to use a lot of money at the beginning to be a bit famous. And uh, my mistake, uh, I didn't deal well with the guy in France. And he just told me, okay, try. If it works, I will support you. But of course, I know that if he doesn't, I will be losing time, effort, and money for nothing. Yes. So my mistake, I learned a lot about this story. I stopped the website and be focused on the motorbike for a time. And once, again with Min uh-huh. and another friend, Etienne, we was working in the same office, me for the motorbike and my friends on another business. And we sit together and we say, okay, why, why we don't open a bar together? <laughs> Will, you're good in hospitality. Yeah, yeah. Me, Min, I'm good in marketing. Etienne, you're good as all the events, music, you're a DJ. You're good for all the, the website, all the image. Why we don't open something together? So I say, yeah, why not? So I start to looking for a place. And after two weeks, I find a place in Fambiachan, yeah. the location we want to. So we were thinking between Dakao, Fambiachan, Utaudin. Fambiachan was the first choice. And after two weeks, I found a place and I was really happy. We start to work on Luba. For the story, Luba at the beginning was about to call uh, Loki, like uh, a low-key L- place, a uh, uh, secret place. Yeah, yeah. We start the constructions, and during this time, we say, okay, Luba is cool. <laughs> Luba have a French meaning, yeah. the old Luba. It means uh, a Luba is like um, a Luman in Vietnamese. Luman is a, a trouble, troublemaker. Troublemaker, trade town, yeah. no? Is it? Luman. Yeah, yeah. So it's a Luba in French. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that's why we want to... F- Vietnamese name, easy to remember, Lu, uh-huh. with a, a pretty common name in, in Vietnam, with a French connotation. So that's why, and that's the perfect. story is pretty cool behind. So, so how long have, um, has Lu Bar been open now? One year and a half, a little bit more, man, even. One year and a half, so mm. just before COVID? Four months yeah. before COVID. How bad was COVID for the Lu Bar? For Lu Bar, so during four months, we start to have some few regular customers from the mm-hmm. streets. Uh, Fabio Chan was not that developed at this time. Um, few bars, we was maybe the fourth or the sixth in the street. Mm-hmm. It was okay. It was the beginning, like every bars. You have mm-hmm. time to get your regular customers. But we start to have some regulars. And after, at the beginning of COVID, a lot of regulars left. First, the Vietnamese was a bit scared during a time to go in a foreigner's place. Then I totally understand. And the foreigners left. All the people who was in tourist visa, all the people, no more tourists. All the people who was working here, but there was no more job for them, mm-hmm. like the teachers and everything. So people were scared as well. Went back to Europe. Big mistake, yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my family who told me, yeah. are you sure you want to stay in Vietnam? It's close to China. You shouldn't. I will stay. I will stay. Yeah. And I'm really happy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, how Vietnam yeah. handled this situation. We have well to done. Say, yeah. Well done, Vietnam. Well done. To, Very well done, yeah. To, uh, to I have friends it. around the world and it's true. Like I've never, I've never been as happy as to be in Vietnam right now. The, yeah. There is a lot of people who own bars or restaurants in France. Like they haven't been opening for like months now. So I got friends who have uh, bars and restaurants in Paris and uh, crying right now. Yeah. Yeah. They have some help from the government a little bit, 
because it's not like okay here in Vietnam I guess it's more like owners who are gonna help a little bit the the mm -hmm. the, the tenants in in that way during the case but in France is that big then owners as well struggling mm -hmm. so I guess it's the government to try to help everyone a little bit businesses owners and give a little bit of money but just enough to survive or yeah. don't close the business but it's a really hard time for them really really hard time for all of us but uh, especially for them way more than us so yeah. I'm really happy to stay here and anyway I I cannot leave my business after four or five months. <laughs> I just build it from nothing to mm. Luba, spend a lot of time, a lot of energy. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. And yeah. uh, really happy. And from what I understood too, now Luba is yours. Uh, kind of, kind of. Yeah. Things happen during COVID. Co-owners decide to want to sell the business. Mm -hmm. And I took this opportunity to buy them out. Okay. So, yeah. So you're the proud owner of the Luba. But the only Luba. These two guys, me and Etienne, are like two big brothers for me. Yeah. Uh, they are between six and eight years older than me. Mm -hmm. And I still see them every, every week. Yeah. I spend a lot of time with them. Yeah. They help me. They support me as well when I need. So mm -hmm. nothing really changed. It's more on the paperwork than anything. Very good. Uh, it's, for me, it's still Demba. <laughs> every time I introduce them to the new staff or anything is part of the owners too so yeah we build it together so that's true yeah For and, me, and Min has a Chez Gilbert too uh, upstairs now Min have Chez Gilbert so after the after we took uh, Luba and start Luba at the beginning the owner wants to keep part uh, of the building so we have four or five floors on top of Luba and uh, after a few months the owner wants to, to to rent it out so mm -hmm. Min got a deal for the whole building yeah so I'm taking care of just Luba and Min have the rest one shop on uh -huh. the first floor, which is Chez Gilbert, yeah. Very Chez nice. Gilbert, sandwichery, uh, homemade pâté, sausages, mm -hmm. homemade mustards, a charcuterie, uh, it's cheese a platter. Place. <laughs> it's paradise for France, <laughs> <laughs> for French people. It's like, um, I, I always say that, that that building, Loubar Chez Gilbert, is like the French Quarter now. And, uh, on the uh, Channel, kind you know, of, it's kind like, of, it's, it's true. full of French people. <laughs> it's true, it's true, we have French. I really yeah. don't want people to see Luba as a French place yeah. uh, after I'm French. So technically, of course, French coming. Mm -hmm. But I'm really international. We have maybe 40% Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. That's not enough for me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah it's I understand that. still okay. I would say 40% Vietnamese and uh, the rest foreigners. It's a, it's percent foreigners. Because since we took back the podcast, like most of the guests that we invite are French people, and and we don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just our network is full of French people, and they're like the one willing to do it. And like, yeah, so so I understand. Like if you're French, you mostly or maybe French, French feel comfortable to come here because I'm French and I'm gonna yeah. speak in French, or For maybe sure. because there's some French test and I don't really realize. I, I had a hostel before, and it was the same. Like. Among the, all the hostels in Saigon, I was the one with the biggest and the largest French community in it. And I didn't necessarily advertise for it. I was not putting like, oh, French owner mm. or anything like that. But I don't know, like we attract, you know, it's the reviews, I think, or, you know, something in the way you manage probably is, is a French vibe or... Yeah. Probably because maybe. I'm French, uh, yeah, I think it's like... People who are French come, oh, it's a French owner, and they're going to speak maybe easily about this place. Oh, I should go there, it's yeah. French, or maybe the, the, the word to mouse. Uh. Uh, maybe that it, it goes back also a little bit to Lubar's concepts. Maybe tell us more about the concept of the whole place. So Lubar is a cocktail bar, mm -hmm. yeah. what we call undescripted 
chill home style place. Mm-hmm. My point when I start Luba is I want something nice, not class, but nice, nice looking, comfortable and easy going. Mm-hmm. That's why I choose this area from Vietnam first, yeah. because it's a kind of place that you want smoking or you are in a flip flop, then uh, you go, mm-hmm. you don't care. Comfortable because I'm really tall. Okay, 197, 1 meter 97. Yeah, you guys uh, can't see that. High <laughs> <laughs> met. So, so it's for sure for me, comfortable is really important. I got a few back uh, pain yeah. here. Everything is pretty small for me. Uh-huh. So that's why it uh, was for me a really good point to be a comfortable place. So that's why couches, sofa, nice chairs, back seats, you can chill. Uh-huh. chill. And nice because uh, maybe it's my French touch, I don't know, uh, or some places I worked before. So mm-hmm. I took some ideas a bit from everywhere. I got in my bar, you have some ideas from New Zealand, you have some ideas of Australia, you have some ideas from London and from Paris. And it's a mix of all of that mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. So that's how you brought in your hospitality experience throughout yes, the world. So. And so is there something that you want to make it more unique still or you're you're happy with the concept so far i think is unique in a way Mm -hmm. then okay first we said we want a bar but we want a bar who can begin a club sometimes so it's a bar of course it's not a club but sometimes when we have dj when we push all the tables and we have a dance floor and we Mm -hmm. put a dj on the middle normally the dj is behind the bar She's one, uh, I think we was one of the first place doing that in Ho Chi Minh. It's an idea from Bangkok. There was a bar having that. I like the concept. But to be honest, don't have a lot of space as well. Help <laughs> to find uh, this concept. Yeah. But I like the way that you have the DJ next to the bartender and uh, the uh-huh. DJ is playing and the bartender is uh, yeah. shaking cocktails. Yeah. And uh, it's this mix that I really like when you arrive in Luba when it's uh, club yeah. parties. What I really want to as well at Luba is even if we begin a kind of club sometimes on weekend, you can enjoy a nice cocktail. It's crowded, it's busy. You order a whiskey sour or anything else, you're going to have a nice cocktail in club, which is not mm-hmm. a lot of place who offering that. So that's yes. for me really important. Mm-hmm. We have the kitchen as well, food serving yes. until 11.30, from 11.30 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. Now we open for lunch as mm-hmm. well as a restaurant. Yeah. Now we do French food. It's new, new thing since uh, last day. Yeah. Uh, but t- but, tell uh, us more about this. Loose Kitchen. Is so that Loose right? Kitchen. The name is going to change really soon. Yeah. So we, we, we start Loose Kitchen six months ago with two partners in the kitchen as an international rice bowl food. Mm-hmm. But we quickly understood that rice bowl in Vietnam is a, a big market. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Mistake again. <laughs> so, of course, after two or three months, uh, we realized, okay, rice bowl is nice. It's a different way to eat rice bowl, but we make it a little bit, we make it three times the price of a Vietnamese people mm-hmm. who are making really good rice as well. Yeah. So, for people in the mind of people, it's what the point to put three times the money yeah. for rice bowl. So we decided to change our concept and uh, we brainstormed. And before the last wave of COVID during TET, uh, yeah. last TET, we say, okay, who we are? French. We like French food. Where we are? Fam Vietnam is a kind of new Japanese area happened there. 
a lot mm -hmm. of Japanese yes, live there. Yes, it's true, yes. Uh, a lot of Japanese restaurants, places. So mm -hmm. Le Danton and Five Yachan is the two uh, Japanese places. So we say, okay, Frenchies in Japanese area, how we can mix that? And we come up with the idea of this bento box, which is the Japanese way, yeah. with some French food inside. Yes. Who we are in a Japanese town. So <laughs> Frenchie in Japanese, the, bento, the French bento yeah. box. Yeah. So that's the new concept we have since uh, Tet for two months, mm -hmm. and it starts really well. We do some typical French dishes, like cordon yeah. bleu, croque-monsieur, lasagne. Everything mm -hmm. is homemade 100%. Yeah. Uh, even the pasta, to be honest. Uh, even the pasta, totally homemade. Yeah. Uh, we do some braised duck, uh, zucchini gratin, homemade sausage uh, from Toulouse yeah. and a homemade mustard. Yeah, the chef doing a really great job. So, and this concept fits more ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really happy with this new concept. And we're going to change, like I told you, the name to be more precise on the concept. Can we have a sneak peek to the name? The yeah, name Bento will be okay. I don't know if I, if I can share it or not. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> Bento Bistro. Ah, <laughs> okay. Bento Bistro. Very bring good. the concept like and it. close it before someone stole it. <laughs> <laughs> By the website and everything. I, well, like, you know, for the audience, I've tried the, the rice bowl when they came out. Mm -hmm. It was delicious. It was really good. And then when they changed, Laurent, uh, the chef, the chef. Uh, texted me. It was like, hey, come and try the new concept, which is the bento box. And I went with my girlfriend, actually, and she never had a cordon bleu before. And so we took the cordon bleu bento box and she was blown away. And for me, it's a very good reference when you get a Vietnamese local to open their eyes really big like this and go, mm, you know you have something good in your hand and exactly and she did this with the bento box so I, I highly recommend for everybody here to to go and try them out you know and I w i'm not paid to to <laughs> say that <laughs> you're just uh, french <laughs> <laughs> so i guess so do you consider lou bar and lou lou's kitchen or whichever name you're gonna have for the new place as two different type of business or you're looking at it as a whole lou's brand I would say two different business, yeah. working together, helping each other. Yeah. I had this kitchen for a long time. Before I used to use it for another business, mm -hmm. Kebab Place was a friend who used yeah. to do some kebab and he used to make some food as well for Luba. But now, because of the loose kitchen for now and soon uh, yes. Bento Bistro, mm -hmm. it changed a little bit Luba as well because... Yeah. We see the potential of this business as well. And we think how we can make them work together yeah. and help each other. So the food fits really well in Luba. So we try to push it a little bit more mm -hmm. to have more people who have this experience of this French bento box with some cocktails, with some wine or beers or mocktail or anything. So in a way, it changed a little bit Luba. In a good way, of course. Mm -hmm. But uh, now, that's why as well we want to change the name uh, to speak about the concept. And mm -hmm. our point will be to expand Bento Bistro mm -hmm. and some new projects. Yeah, This is quite this exciting is, actually to see you. It is. It to is. see the growth of the, the whole thing. When I came to Vietnam two years ago, you were one of the first that I've met, I think. Uh, True. I had a big change in transitional life. But it's, it's so good to see people two years after and everything that had been started at that time and how it's all going through. And it's so enjoyable to see you try new things, attempt, you know, and then know when to change and 
No, to admit mistakes is is not not easy. <laughs> we all do. We but, all do. Uh, that's that's what makes you grow. I yeah, think. and I'm I'm very excited to see where it's gonna grow next in terms of the the Lou brand or Bento Bistro. I find it a beautiful name. So. Mm. You have my vote on that. <laughs> great, great. This is a bit about your uh, your work in the business life. If I may, can we uh, transition to uh, more your personal life? And I have sure. a few more questions about your lifestyle and how you handle yourself here in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. So one of the first questions that I have for you is, so we all know that you're working in the nightlife industry. Mm -hmm. Usually when you work in the, the nightlife industry, it's very hard to keep healthy habits. What do you do uh, or what type of systems do you have in your life to keep balance <laughs> <laughs> that's the pokey point uh, all right all right all right i'll be honest with you okay when i was teenager uh, i love sports i used to do some triathlon yes so it's uh, swimming biking and running i used to do some uh, french championship i was at uh, the 16th position yeah. and i love that then after i started hospitality and all coming with it smoking cigarettes, uh, drinking sometimes. Mm -hmm. I grew up. And um, when I came in Vietnam, to be honest, at the beginning, during this Airbnb business, I had time for me, and I really had a big break, and I stopped smoking. I do a lot of sports. I'm a big fan of Muay Thai. I like rock climbing and uh, yoga as well. I used to do some CrossFit. I was doing sport every day. Always being someone pretty skinny, Uh, I'm really tall, and that's my morphology to be skinny. But for the first time in my life, I took kilos. Oh. I eat uh, six times a day, and mm. I was really happy with it. When I start the bar, to be honest with you, okay, stress, nightlife, alcohol, of course, it's yeah. going away sometimes. You're going out, you finish late, but you're going out with customers or with friends because you have more and more friends. And... Um, <clears throat> I get back to smoke as well. So what I gained in one year and a half, I lost it in three months. Yeah. That's the yeah. big thing. So the 10 kilos I got, I lost them in three months. Now it's really important to try to keep a good balance, which is a mistake I did. I didn't keep a balance. Mm -hmm. I've just been 100% in this business, yeah. give all my time. And it's a mistake, definitely. Try to do at least some sports two, three times mm -hmm. a week is really important. So now I try to run a little bit. I'm really lucky I have a pool where I live. So I try to go to swim. I love yeah. to swim. You still climb, right? Sometimes, really sometimes. I lost friends because of that. I got really good friends and I'm really lucky for that. I got friends who, who keep pushing me, come with us, come with us, come with us. And uh, all the time saying, ah, sorry, I cannot, I cannot, I have to work, I have to do that, I have to yeah. do that. And it's true, I have these things to do. But there is a time to think about your health. Yeah. And that's the reason why my back uh, pains arrived. Yeah. I lost a lot of kilos, nightlife, bad alimentation, wrong habits. And then I start to have this back pain. Then I just start to fix mm -hmm. with uh, a Chinese doctor who just touch my pool and told me exactly what's wrong. My stomach. Oh, your pulse, your pulse. My, my pulse, yeah. my yeah. pulse on my wrist. Yeah. That's crazy, no? And <laughs> man, it just touched me for one minute and a half and yeah. just told me, okay, your stomach have a problem, your digestive organs, your, your kidney. And I think every morning you wake up and you're really painful. Your back is really painful. And I was shocked because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at him, I say, okay, I will 
take whatever you tell me to take or yeah, do whatever yeah, you tell yeah. me to do. And uh, so I start to drink this black uh, oh, potion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably a lot of people know that. Yeah. Um, really bitter, really smoky. But yeah. he told me last time the stomach was better. Now we work on the kidney and uh, digestive yeah. organs. Then after my back, so... Uh, yeah. I'm trusting and uh, trying. I'm, so. I'm going to pass on the mic to, uh, to Nico because I think you guys have a very similar story in terms of like <laughs> very sporty and then back pain and all those yeah. things with stress. So Nico, do you want to add something? <laughs> yeah, no, I just want to sh like share that when we work in hospitality, I think we, we are used to multitask a lot or at least to like do m the extra mile for the customer. So we care a lot about what we do and we have to put our mind and our body to work. It's not just sitting in a desk or simply writing a book. It's, it's every, like it, it touches to every aspect of our uh, body and personality and, and it's, it's very demanding. So um, I think for a lot of us who go into hospitality, we, we tend to jump in all in. Like that's what makes us, you know, become part of the family somehow. Feel alive. Yeah. <laughs> and especially like when it comes to like opening a bar, it's more than full-time job. It's like a lifestyle basically, I guess. One of the things you said is very interesting is like you, you had this pain and then I made you realize that you have to go back to the basics basically. Exactly. <laughs> and I wish you the best in your journey of, you know, finding again this balance and learning again, like where is your balance? Because even if it's not like everyday sports it's going to be sometimes in the week is already good for a lot of people especially because you come from someone who was doing it every day but imagine that most of adult adults nowadays like they don't do sports two times a week right so if you have that balance that's already a big achievement and and for me it happened the same like back pain pulse thing and, <laughs> and then I was back on track <laughs> it works for you yeah no it's a long journey it's, okay it's, uh, yeah, but yeah swimming running everything like I think it's very important now it's like um, what I do is uh, when I work for example I would maybe take a longer lunch break but do 40 minutes of swimming and then you know 40 minutes eating and then back to work eventually mm -hmm. and I, it's integrated in the day I don't have to do it in the morning like to wake up earlier for example or I, do it ha I don't have to do it after work when I'm too tired I just implement it in the day and it's part of the working conditions for me and my team and everybody like they know I'm swimming they know I'm doing that uh, it's all about organization mm. I think yeah. um, that's the thing with small businesses if you compare with a big company big company you have a guy who's doing the marketing you have the guy who's doing the sales you have the guy who's doing social media you have a team for each mm -hmm. department when you are a small company and you don't have that much money you have to do everything yourself mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. so you jump from events to marketing to sales to elaborate new recipes mm -hmm. then to develop the kitchen then to come back and deal with their content and papers yeah. and the neighbors' troubles, fights if there is one. Yeah. And tomorrow we call you because a bike disappeared. And tomorrow, there is a many things than only you. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. the point. Yeah. That's mm. the big difference. Sometimes I say, oh yeah, but uh, look, uh, you just uh, you just a small bar. Why you spend uh, that much time? You really need to be that that that, that long there. And man, I'm the only one to do everything. So, of course, little by little, you try to 
find people who can help you the best on some task, mm -hmm. but you're still the only one who decide everything. There's not a manager of department who have a team of five people behind him to doing one part of the, the business. It's like you mm. managing the whole thing of the business. And that's the big thing I didn't realize before. Yeah. And now I totally understood yeah. uh, why people spend them all time in this business. Mm. Because but and after, you know, you, you have all these papers and all these things to manage. And the guy will come to see you and say, oh, uh, your bar is cool, huh? but uh, there is no toilet paper. You know, you know what I mean? You just spend 16 hours to do all these things to get everything done and everything ready for. And yes, you forget the toilet paper and the guy will tell you, oh, I will rate only three stars because there was no toilet paper change. Huh? You know what I mean? It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And you know you what is all behind that. But you cannot say anything. Totally is my mistake. I yeah. forgot to change the, the paper roll. And that's the, <laughs> that's the, 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 the yeah. tr tricky part of small business. Yeah, and sure. you're under stress and you cannot say anything. Do, do you have any bad reviews like this? No. To be honest, on Google, the few people who left only four, three or two stars. I'm not sure I got one star, maybe one off anyway. No comments. Usually they just rent and no comment. Yeah. So I, I don't know really what's happening. Is it free to do it or not? Yeah. It's always sad and touch you, you know, when you see that. Mm -hmm. say, man, come on, at least tell me why, what's happened? I can yeah. getting better. But just a bad rate. But the, the result kind of different people and we all have some moods. Yeah. I have some, the customers have some as well. Like, for example, last Saturday. I had this cocktail festival in Saigon Adcast in Taudin. Oh, I saw the video. So we did, we did the preparation for three days to elaborate everything, to make sure we have everything there. We went there at, we woke up at seven. We, we finished on Friday, of course, at four, four a.m. in the morning. Uh, wake up at seven, be at the bar at eight, bring everything there. So from 9 a.m. there until 11 p.m. there. Boom, boom, boom. Big day, huh? big day. It was great. Then uh, jump to the bar because it was full. Have to bring everything from the festival. And at, I don't know, 1, 1 a.m., I got a customer's complain because the, the wine holder will run out of this uh, run of oh. out of stock. And really, really, really picky. And uh, I just apologize. And I just go to make sure again because maybe my staff uh, missed this wine. And I found it. I bring it back. And the girl said, no, no, no. It's 15 minutes. I'm waiting for it. Uh, I don't want it anymore. Uh. And after like 16 hours working already, a lot mm. of pressure, you was hot all the day, uh. you run, you did a lot of things and you have that and you have to keep your calm and your self-control mm -hmm. is hard, really is hard. And I, I don't complain, I choose all this, but sometimes, yeah, your nerves are really like <laughs> under pressure you know and you have to be yeah. polite and respectful yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course sometimes it's happened and you lose control it's hospitality game yeah. Yeah. customers yeah, yeah. some customers are going to be yeah. wonderful and some are really yes, picky yes. for nothing and yeah. don't understand what's happened behind but totally after I understand as well when, it's when not their problem yeah. uh, if I do something yeah. like this But it's like when we say it in tourism it's like when everything is good and, and the customer is happy then you're like oh I can't believe that I have this job and When there is one person complaining, you're like, I can't believe I'm getting paid this much to get this job. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's, it's uh, enough, you know. But that's the magic of this job. It's, it's, it's what we choose to do. Exactly. So to come back to your, to your personal life. Uh, yes. True. Let's bring it back. <laughs> you can see he's very much into the work still. And Always. I, I, I understand because, you know, as you said, you've opened the business for about a year and a half. 
And like, you know, we all say like, you know, when you open a new business, there is that, you know, that first period where you have to sacrifice a little bit, you know, of your time for the work. But so for you, the back pain was a reminder that maybe the sacrifice was was going too long. But do you have any other type of structure put in place to go, hey, Guillaume, you need a break? Um, I met a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I met a girl yes. almost uh, a year ago now. Uh-huh. So after nine months, I opened. So during the second wave of COVID, I think mm-hmm. in August. Super girl. We are together now, still together. We move in together. And, and yeah, this time I realized that, okay, now I'm not single yeah. anymore mm-hmm. i want to spend time with her but again i try to it's hard it's hard because even if you are together you're still a little bit in your business in your mind we had this trouble together at the beginning like quality time of couple mm-hmm. and even for me we was together it's cool i can spend time on my phone reply my message emails and everything no for her and and she was right definitely um about the quality time show me i prefer we spend only 15 minutes together than two hours and you're on your phone but 15 minutes you turn off your phone and we are just together and you focus on me which is true totally fair Fair yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough yes and uh, and she was right and at this time i realized okay yeah yeah, i should uh, i should try to take time for me after after there is two big reasons as well money if your business is successful you can be able to do it if your business is a bit hard and of course covid doesn't help us yeah. as well even if it's okay and we're good here in vietnam still affects the business yeah especially when you just start i think uh-huh. so a lot of business in fnb closed yes but of course money helps you to take time or have more stuff to let you get more time for you yeah. so Slowly and slowly, the business is getting better. So slowly and slowly, I can get a bit more time for me, be able to manage other things and take time for myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. time, take time. For sure. But like you said, you have to think about yourself and uh, mm-hmm. be constant in a regularity. That's my big problem. Routine, I'm not yes. a regular person. Yeah. I'm an 100% person. Which is, if I do sports, I will do 100% sports. <laughs> if I do a business, I will do 100% my yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. And that's my big problem. I, can, I, I don't know how to do a little bit of that and that and that. Yeah. And that's the key, I think, of the, the success. I'm yeah. pretty sure of that. Yeah. But I'm learning. I'm still learning about that. We've been working really hard on this. Myself, couple, yeah. for a couple of years now. Nico, for about a year and a half. We talked about that together we talk, like, in the past. Yeah. When, I, when I came to Vietnam, like he... Guillaume saw me when I was relapsing and I was like quite like you know and I was like I knew what I had to do but I didn't put it in action and then Nico saw me when I was putting it in ac- into action and I was a 100% guy too I was working and work was my life and my relationship was my life it was always 100% towards something external to me and I was never 100% to me and then just to install all those like self-care routines so in the morning and the evening and just be very disciplined about this which is for me before the word discipline was similar to the devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like discipline. No, fuck this shit. It's like, routine is boring. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be that old man. But, you know, we've came to learn that routines allows us to be way more creative throughout the day because we know we've done we've done good for us in the morning and we've done good for us at night. And then we were good, you know, so that's what we recommend for everybody. 
you were you were talking about like being hundred uh, percent. That resonates with me because I used to wake up, think business. I was living in my business, so it's like you, you would sleep upstairs in the rooms that are available in Lou Bar, and then you go down and you start working, and then you go to bed. It's just upstairs, so you basically you just work, yeah. and even if work is fine because it's fun because it's your business, right? And so what I what I changed somehow was to. Like the 100%, it would start at a certain time and stop at another certain time. So like you are 100% during those times and then you have the rest, you know, for your girlfriend yeah. and yourself. And uh, I've also started to listen more to my, it's my wife now, but like it used to be my girlfriend. I, I listen to, to her more because she, actually if she tells you things, like she's probably right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm agree with that. I'm agree with that. I, I totally agree with this. <laughs> Since we are in the topic of relationships, one of the questions that we tried to answer as a team not too long ago is, do you feel more productive in a relationship or single? Hard question. In my business, yeah. I guess when I was single, I was really, really focused on the business. Uh-huh. Now, since I have my girlfriend and now I have a, a dog and a, and a cat, it takes time, you know, you have to yeah. walk the dog, you have to, uh-huh. it takes time, really. <laughs> I realized that it takes time. <laughs> this is the perfect type of routine. It takes time. Yeah, the dog will force you into a rhythm. Exactly, yes. it's true, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I force myself to, to, to take time for me and my family. And so at the beginning I said, okay, it's less time for my business. But in another way, I have to organize myself differently And maybe I have this time to think differently on my business. Mm-hmm. And now I talk a lot as well business with my girlfriend. And she's very good in that and helps me a lot mm-hmm. as well. I have some good and new, fresh ideas as an external uh, person. So I don't think there is one better or it's just different. Mm-hmm. I think it's just different. Yeah. Um, But so you, are you feeling that you're accomplishing more for your business now that you're in a relationship or before you were? I think I do more now, uh-huh. but I'm not sure if it's because of my relationship. Oh, yeah. I think it's more because mm-hmm. the business is growing up. Yeah, very good. And uh, I yeah. think it's time for me to distribute the, the, the work to some different people than mm-hmm. instead of doing everything myself. Yeah. Because uh, when you do everything yourself, yes, cheaper, but messy. Yeah. Uh, you forget things, you, mm-hmm. and you're underwater, so you stress and you don't eat and mm-hmm. you lose weight. and It's all a bad circle. <laughs> of course, you do it at the beginning yeah. because no choice, but that's the point of the business world is slowly, slowly. If you want to grow up, I think in business, you have to learn how to take the work you have to do and give it to someone else, mm-hmm. do it for you. And uh, that's great. Growing up like this together. Yeah, that's good. That was a great answer. Yeah. Going back to the nightlife thing, I, that's a question that I'm very interested in is, uh, how do you avoid the dark side of nightlife? Uh, <laughs> I, I have rules, I have rules. Since I have the bar, well, I start this year, to be honest. I used to do two dry months, no alcohol for, oh, for, yes. for, for months. This year, I tried to do it four, four times. So four months. Yeah, every trimester. Yes. So yeah. January, 
April, so we are in the middle of it. Uh-huh. I don't drink. You're in <laughs> your dry months right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Do you want a glass of uh, wine? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> sure, bro. A, <laughs> a shot. <laughs> how how is that going? Uh, no, easy, easy, yeah. easy because people really understand it. Yeah. Uh, sure. When I tell them, they totally understand. Luba, people see it like really as a late mm-hmm. time. That's why, as well, like I told you, the the, the kitchen changed as well the the mood of the business because people come earlier, they come for dinner. So now we have two waves. The early night, the late night, mm-hmm. but I still have some people arrive at 3 a.m. in the morning and say, "Hello, guys, are you still open?" <laughs> yes, we are, and they're coming. So um, we have our la- <laughs> our our definition of luba. I say, "What time you close, guys?" I say, "Until the last man standing." Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. Of, co- yeah. of course, there is a time that we stop, but that's <laughs> the point of luba: is people yeah. come and they know they see the light, they come to check. Yeah. Oh, is there? Come in. Okay, and uh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes we have people arrive really, really late. This is great. And if we're here, why not? Yeah. And it's so no, no temptations because I know, like, you know, nightlife. And I'm, I'm so, with my past yeah. of addiction and everything. I, I know that you can't avoid having people that, that, are, that have bad temptations mm. or that are going to push you into the excess and things like this. So how do you deal with this? Alcohol. Uh-huh. You have to be careful. Uh, sometimes it's your job to... Have a beer with customer, have a drink. Sometimes just a simple beer going to bring you to a long night. <laughs> so you have to know yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm lucky myself because I, I got no trouble with alcohol, which is, it doesn't control me. I love that, but it doesn't control me. I don't need a, yeah. a, a glass of alcohol. Yeah. And I'm lucky as well because my dark side of alcohol is never bad. I know a lot of people who like to fight or begin rude or the personality change mm-hmm. uh, when they drink. I'm the same. I can mm-hmm. be really, really, really drunk. I will not try to fight. I will not try to get troubles or anything or yeah, yeah. doing weird things. I just think about my bed and say, <laughs> my goal is my bed. And <laughs> yeah. I find a way to go there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. even if I'm really wasted, I, I got no dark side of the yeah, alcohol. Yeah, yeah. After, yeah, it's late night, so, yeah, like I said, one beer can bring you to a long night, so yeah. you have to be careful about alcohol. Yeah. That's why I like that people respect my dry months. When I tell them, you know, I really need to do some mm-hmm. because, you know, and yeah. they, they know me and they see me and they say, hey, totally, you spend yeah. your time in this bar. In mm-hmm. Vietnam, we can smoke inside. So, of course, for your health, the first thing is for your health. You need to, you need to keep going for years, so uh, sports, yeah. careful what you drink, eat properly. Yeah, I got a lot of work on myself to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to do this interview in one year and see your evolution. I think mm-hmm. your body is sending you the right signals. You you seems like you know when it's always good to know when someone is getting drunk that he doesn't change. I've met countless people in hospitality or in tourism. You know they they get two beers in and their true nature comes out and it's not a it's not a nice one. <laughs> I think like, it might be people who force themselves to be someone else. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. My, my, my observation is that like, I've seen a lot of people repressing a lot of dark emotions mm. and then, you know, they, they, they allow it to come out or they lose the control of that, Probably. that poor management of their emotion once alcohol hits in, any type of drugs don't or anything like this. Thing, and then yeah. they, once it's out, it's out. They don't just, you know, mm. so, but that's, that's part of themselves though. So yeah, be careful to alcohol. Mm-hmm. And drugs is nightlife. I really try to avoid any type of drugs in Luba. Mm-hmm. After you cannot control people, uh, they do things they have yeah. to do. I cannot be everywhere yeah. all the time, but it's not happened. And what yeah. I can see, but you have to be careful. Of course, you feel when you finish at 
two, three, four, five a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Especially when I was single. <laughs> it's funny. <huh? laughs> I love to go out. I like to see people. But to be honest, since COVID as well, it changed. Uh, but first, I get a girlfriend and dog and a cat. And I like to come home and yeah. see all these parties <laughs> I have, which is cool. And I have to walk the dog. Um, <laughs> uh, I do it a lot at 5 a.m. <laughs> Technically, I love it. It's like my calm yeah. down, you know. It's yeah. like my time with my dog. Yeah. Chill. I like it. I like it. And uh, it really follow my orders at this time of the day. What's the, the, what's the, the name of your dog? Your dog has a very... Achum. Achum, yes. <laughs> Achum. Yeah, sneezing in French. Yes. Yeah. Shiba, a Shiba Inu is cool, it's cool. Check my story, it's a, it's a yeah, nice story yeah, at the bar. Yesterday at 2 a.m., you, you put a story of your dog on the, on the counter. And on, I was the, like, on the counter, yeah. I really hope he's going to wake up for 1 p.m. He was, he was asking for a shot, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 you have to be careful of, of all, all these things. But yeah, since COVID, I go out really less than before. Yeah. Maybe because I have girlfriend and family. Maybe because I'm growing up. Maybe I think... The point is as well, since COVID, we have the same people, we have the same places, mm-hmm. and all these things makes a little bit a uh, circle, like yeah. you're turning around and see all the same faces and see all the same places. It's a rhythm, yeah. Uh, since I've met you, I've noticed that you're, you're quite the creative person, like you're, you, you have new ideas for your bar. So how do you keep yourself creative? And I spend my time uh, at Lubar. <laughs> Drunk people make me creative. <laughs> no, to be honest, I, I spend time, okay, night time when I come home. Uh-huh. And I like to whew, cool down after walking at room. I like to watch some videos of self... Development? Development, exactly. Yes. In French or in, in English, uh, especially business side. Mm-hmm. I like the way they think. The way they, 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 they teach you to think, mm-hmm. to see the thing. I love that because it gives me some ideas. Sometimes I, you're going to watch like 10 videos and nothing's going to happen. But sometimes yeah. you're going to watch one. You know what he's talking about. But he's going to make you realize then, poof. Yeah. Yes, of course I have to do it. And it's just because you have to repeat to yourself. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah. 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 Uh, you can repeat to yourself, do sport, do sport, do sport, do sport. My father repeats me that every time I have him, I thought, go to the sport, do sport. doesn't work. But one day, he keep going. And I'm sure one day, boom, it's going to no, work. Did, and yeah. I will go back to work, uh, yeah. to, to, to sport. So, yeah, just repeat yourself. And so that's yeah. what I do with, uh, with these videos. Very good. Those videos. Uh, you just talked about your father. How was your relationship with your parents? Well, really good. Very really, good, yeah. good. My parents uh, divorced when I was four years old. Uh-huh. So I live with my mom, grew up with my, uh, I got two sisters, one older and one younger. Uh, one is six years older than me, Mimi, and Chloe is 10 years younger than me. Okay, yeah. So um, we have a different father. I live with my mom, grew up with my two sisters, and uh, see my, f- my father every weekend. I lived a bit with my father was, as, as well when I was 15, for a few years. And uh, now I got a really good relationship. My mom been uh, the mom uh, protected uh, mom, <laughs> yeah, and nice. my father was more the the hard the hard side. But I think both sides was good mm-hmm. and bad in the same time. Okay, yeah. there is some good things uh, to be hard and bad things to be hard. There is good thing to be protected and bad things to be protected. Yeah. So it was cool for me, I think, to have these two sides. Mm-hmm. Some people will tell you, no, only hard people gonna make you grow up. 
And I'm not agree with that. I think both ways have two different sides, good mm-hmm. and bad. So you should take the good things from both of them and leave the bad things. You yeah. should grow up well. I mm-hmm. think so. <laughs> yeah. And, and today they're still part of your support system? They're, they do. They, they do. Are, they do. Uh, yeah. My father helped me uh, financially. For the bar, yeah, technically. Yeah, yeah. I was missing money to, 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 to pay for the bar and it helps me as well. My mom too. My mom too helped me as well. I got support from them. They ask me all the time, how is your bar? Mm-hmm. I like to joke with them and watch them some video and say, oh, look, your bar is cool. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technically, you yeah. investor in there, so yeah. you helped me as well. So you have your shame there. And, um, That's very nice. But uh, yeah, yeah, I try to refund uh, yeah. slowly and slowly uh, them. It's cool compared to a bank or, I don't know, another investor. The pressure is a bit different, you know. I put myself under pressure for that. But they both tell me, it's okay, take your time, no worries. Mm. But I still, as a young business guy, I want to see it like it was some real investors, not my family. And I try to... To make good to that. Make some deadline uh, to refund. uh, As it was a real business. Again, with COVID on the middle, but... Yeah, you, you're doing good so far, I think. And so you believe you have a good support system uh, around you? Yeah, definitely. I think that uh, that's that I'm pretty much well surrounded by, yeah, yeah. my sister was here. She just mm-hmm. left, uh, got back to Paris. But Amin, uh-huh. his boyfriend, which is like always here for me, Etienne, who helped me to do this bar. You, when I see you sometimes, and it's <laughs> always good to speak with you and yeah, uh, yeah. give me words about way to think or to do things. Friends, <laughs> family. Uh-huh. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a good, uh, good. That's very good. Good support around me. Yeah, we always say to anyone that that does anything in life, it's good to have a support system. Because important. When you have problems, don't try to solve them alone. You know, the, the the ability to ask for help or to just say, hey, can you advise me or show me how you do things and or just people supporting you. Really, they and they don't need to give solutions. Just tell me who's your friend, and I tell you who you are. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's, it's true. Yeah, that's very true. All right. It's very good. Any questions you have? No, 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 not necessarily. I'm passionate about this, uh, this whole story you told us. It's, uh, it's very inspiring, I think. Uh-huh. Thanks, guys. Thank yeah. you. So tell us for what's left of 2021. How can people work with you? Or do you need any help from the universe? Or what do you want to promote? You have one minute. Go ahead. Lubar 108, Mopletam, Famvietchan, Bintan. Lubar, cool place, cool cocktails, cool drink, cool vibes, nice environment. Only for good people as well. <laughs> Bento Bistro, we are looking for maybe open a, a new place somewhere, a real bistro. Yes. You will see later what's going on, but okay. uh, it's coming up, it's coming up. We're working on it right now. And come to see us, Lubar. Yeah. And. Uh, Good luck for all the entrepreneurs uh, who want to start themselves. It's scary, but just do it. Yeah. And uh, don't scare to fail because fail failure is is the best the best lesson. So don't be scared to fail. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. That's very good. There is one last question: Is how would you describe Sagon in three words for you? Ooh. Three words. Fast. Mm-hmm. Hot <laughs> <laughs> and surprising. Oh, very good one, yes. Fast, hot, and surprising. Yeah. That's Sagon for you. Very good. Um, no, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. I've, I've known Guillaume for a couple of years now, so I'm, I, and I'm, I can't wait to see what's, what's going to happen next. So when you tell me, just wait and see what uh, 
Bento Bistro is gonna is gonna be doing. I'm I'm looking. Let me know when it happens. Soon, soon, soon. And then very sure. soon. And then yeah, if you've um, if you've uh, didn't hear, uh, so Lubar is in Fan Chan. He gave the address. We'll put all the links to that on the description for this episode. And mm-hmm. then that's it. This interview again is really a representation of your your great personality, man. So. Thank you so much for coming, man. Thank you to invite me, guys. Yeah. Thank really. you, Guillaume. My Thanks. pleasure. Thank you, guys. All Thanks right. a lot. Thank you so much for listening to Creators in Saigon. If you liked this episode, become a part of our mission to inspire others by leaving a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts and sharing this episode with your friends on social media. This one small act can truly make a difference in someone's life. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and see you next time.